All right. And welcome back to Marky Mark and the Fitness Bunch. I'm really excited to have this guest today. This is a very unique guest. It is Natalie Smith, who's going to be telling us about her fitness journey and how she, you know, got to where she is so far and like where she plans to go. Natalie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. My pleasure. And just so that the audience knows, um, how old are you? I'm 14 years old and I'm turning 15 next month. Okay. So almost 15. And the reason that I asked Natalie to be on the podcast is because we've had like many conversations online. And every time I talk to her, I'm like, am I talking to a 14 year old right now? Because like her thoughts are very like nuanced and like, they're much like it's, you know, she doesn't fall for like, I think what most people fall for at that age or like, like she has a very good knowledge base on training um, far beyond what I had for sure. Um, I would say like even in my early twenties. So um, I really just want to figure out like one, why don't you introduce yourself? So instead of me just like gloating over here about like how impressive you are, let's kind of talk about like, you know, yourself, what you're about and kind of like what your experience of training has been so far. Okay. So I have been lifting weights for almost two years. I started November, 2018 and I started at home. Um, I didn't really do any sports. I did like a little bit of dance. I've done like ballet almost my whole life, but I was pretty out of shape. So um, I had seen like people lifting weights on Instagram. And so I decided to start it myself and I downloaded like an app um, where they do like guided workouts and I would just do dumbbells at home. And I got into it that way. And then my dad and my brother got a gym membership so I decided to go with them. I had a fear that a lot of people do that, like other people will judge you at the gym. And so I would be afraid that other people would be looking at me. So I would just go into a room by myself and I would do my workouts in there. And I eventually got over the fear. I started lifting with barbells and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I started learning more about it again through Instagram and I found some really good accounts that had science-based information. And then I helped my dad um, get into weightlifting and nutrition. We would lift together um, three days a week. He would do all the workouts that I had him do and I would write them. And then I continued lifting. And then September, 2019, my friend asked me if I could help her with weightlifting. So I took her to the gym. We started training together. We still train together. And um, I just fell in love with it. It became like my sport because all of my friends had their own like basketball, swimming. And for me, that became weightlifting when I got into it. Yeah. And, and what is it about weightlifting particularly? Because I know you were, you were interested in other things before, but what, what was it about weightlifting that, you know, got you interested in doing this and like, and also kind of making it almost like, you know, a mini career too, like you're posting regularly, like you're putting out content. So like, clearly this is becoming a lot more than just a hobby for you. Yeah. It's my favorite activity, hands down. It's not just a hobby. Um, but like, I and I think this is something that you talk about a lot is how empowering it is when you feel like you're strong and you can like, you know, you could hold yourself up in a fight or you could like act, you could pull some weight. It feels really empowering and it builds confidence. And what was the, well, when I, when I agree, but you know, that's like my whole page. So like, of course I was going to, but 
what was, you know, when you say like science-based pages online, like, I think when I hear people like, oh, I learned fitness from Instagram, there is a, there's a part of me that is almost like, oh no, this is going to be like, because Instagram, (laughs) while it has like many good resources and I've brought many people on my podcast that I think are good resources, there are also some like not so great resources. So what were the, I guess, like the pages that interested you the most or like, you know, you, you felt had like better information than the rest of them? Mm -hmm. So first I want to say I did come across those like pseudoscience pages first. I, when I first joined or when I first found it, it was a lot of like these keto mom blogs who will post like their beef and butter. And then I found like these toning workouts. Like there's so many like flat belly workouts and stuff like that but then like Instagram kind of caters more like related stuff and so I found more science-based ones and so I found Jordan Syed in like 2018-2019 so I followed him for a long time um I have so many I have Sohi Lee, Katie Crew, um Shona Virtue, Kim Schlag, Brett Contreras, um Susan Niebergall, James Smith, Alyssa Olenek, um, achieve fitness Boston all of these different ones and I like saw their pages and they would always post you know their workouts and I learned my form from Instagram mainly because for me um, since I was a dancer a lot of the movements actually came naturally to me and I could just look at a video and I would know how to do it um, and then that prompted me um, to seek out more resources and I found an app that basically is like specifically weightlifting. So it'll list all the exercises that you can do and what muscles they target. And um, it was all like barbell work and dumbbells and free weights. So yeah, it was, I found some fitness Instagram accounts that had good information eventually. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think like, and like all the ones you mentioned, I was just clicking in my head. I was like, yep, that one's good. That one's good. That one's good. <laughs> like, these are also pages that like I'll use myself. Um, I think that's awesome. Again, can you talk a little bit about like what your experience has been in the gym so far? Because I believe you have like an internship that you're part of. Yes. Or- so that is how like I got into coaching. So Jordan Syed, I um, listen to his podcast all the time. And this summer, like when I would go on walks, I would listen to any podcast that had Jordan in it, like every single time. And he has his own podcast with Mike Vacanti called How to Become a Personal Trainer. And they have an episode, they talk about it all the time that interning is the best way to get experience and interning is the best way to learn. And Jordan started at 14. He started interning at a gym when he was 14 years old. And that made me like, okay, I could do the same thing. So I emailed all these gyms near me and I like narrowed them down and I told them like my story and I asked if they had any opportunities and I got a couple replies. I got two people that I could meet with and the first one I didn't really align with his business values but the second one that I met I really liked her um, principles and her philosophies and um, she told me that I could start interning there. I could teach like a class for teen girls. I could teach a PE class for younger kids Um, and she would like supervise, but she saw my Instagram. So she knew that I had pretty good base of knowledge. So she basically let me write all of the workouts and teach it myself. And and what was the, cause you mentioned that like some of them, you agree with the philosophies and some like didn't resonate with you. What what was the philosophies of the one you're at now? She told me that as a trainer, she 
wants to help people and that she's the light in other people's lives. And that's her favorite thing about being a trainer. Okay. Awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> and like, let's kind of talk about like what your current, you know, we, we've had these conversations in private, but I'd love for you to share them as well Is like, you know, when someone is starting new to lifting, you know, what, when you, I think there's kind of like this all or nothing mindset that exists with fitness. And um, can you kind of share what your thoughts on that are about like, you know, someone who's new to lifting, you know, we're, we're going to see it just coming up like January is coming up and we're going to see some pretty crazy new year's resolutioners come in. Um, what would you recommend to like, say like a new lifter, like how do they get started? So I have a, I have a lot of things, but one thing I would say is like, people always try to, um, overcomplicate things in the way that they'll like, um, they'll try to lift weights like five or six times a week, or they'll try to do like no rest, or they'll try to do like 11 exercises a workout. And that's not actually very productive because if you're doing that, you're, you're not able to actually put as much effort into the lifts that you are doing. And you can, you know, have, you have a risk of injury and potentially overtraining. So when people ask me what exercises they should do to start out, I say deadlift, squat, um, some sort of press and row. And I just, those are like the four to five that I say you should start with, but you should also have someone who can teach you how to do those because you need to make sure that you're doing them correctly. Right. Yeah. Cause I think like, that's really important as well is that like just telling someone to deadlift without any guidance can, can go very poorly. So I, I like that information as well. Yeah. It's, it's a not, complicated one. Like people, it's hard for some people to learn how to deadlift. Absolutely. Yeah. And listen, I was, I was no exception to that. I deadlifted yeah. <laughs> poorly for years and it actually did result in um, some back problems that I had to resolve mm -hmm. later in life. Now it's my favorite lift, but like I, I when like a deadlift is one of those that like it can, you know, it, it's my favorite lift. I think it has one of the greatest benefits out there, but um, if you don't learn it properly, it's almost like a, it's like a yeah. double-edged sword that way. So that absolutely. And having someone, um, who can like, e even if it's like a friend or most coaches, like if you ask them in the gym and they're like, not with a client, they'll usually be fine with like, you know, looking at your form or seeing if you're doing it properly. So having someone there that like can tell you is really helpful. Yeah. Like a trusted source. Yeah. I think it's yeah. clear. Like if they're with a client, like maybe ask them later, Yeah, but not, not during the time that's no, absolutely. And let's kind of talk about a little bit about, you know, cause from our, our conversations, it sounds like Jordan Syed has like quite inspired you. Like that's the, can you kind of discuss like what it is about his journey that's resonated with you? And also kind of like, I understand that you guys have like some kind of, uh, business connection or why don't you elaborate let me like you know him more than just like his Instagram page <laughs> yeah so I followed him for so long and um I really like his information especially because he talks a lot about psychology and he studied behavioral health psychology when he was in college so he is like aware of that with people and he like puts that in his message and I think that's so important um, and it comes off that he's so genuine because the person that he is on social media is exactly who he is like when you talk to him and I really admire that um, but I did not know his level of knowledge until I looked into it more like he 
he interned at Westside Barbell. He interned with Eric Cressy and he's so, he has like all of these articles in like 2011, 2012, just about anatomy and physiology. And so I was so interested in all of that. And I found a lot of value in his content. And then one day this summer, um, when I, after I emailed Jim's asking them if I could be an intern, I just went on his, like, ask me a question on his story. And I said, do you have any advice for a 14 year old who is going to be an intern? And he replied and he was like, I love this question. And he gave me three tips. It was like, you know, you're going to have to do things that you don't want to do, but it's still worth it. You're going to figure out, um, what you want to do, but you're also going to figure out what you don't want to do and ask the mentor or intern um, a question every day. And then I just like DM'd him after that. And I was like, thank you so much. And I told him my whole story, like how I got into fitness, how he's helped me, what I've done. And I was like, is it, would it be possible for me to be on a podcast with you? And he was like, absolutely. Email my assistant cat and she'll set it up. And so I emailed her and we did the podcast on Labor Day. So, so that was like September 7th. And it hasn't come out yet, but he just told me that it'll come out probably in the next month. He records like, he records like 10 podcasts a week or something. Jordan Syak goes hard on (laughs) like an an unbelievable level of uh, commitment. And just for people who don't know who Jordan Syak is, he is, I don't want to like over-exaggerate this, but I feel like I'm not. He is probably one of the most famous online personal trainers in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, if not the most famous online personal mm-hmm. trainer, I know him and him and like Mark Bell can fight it out, I guess. Yeah. But, um, so it's, it's, it's just amazing that like to have that opportunity, I, I myself have had not nearly as much of a connection. I had a 30 minute call with Jordan Syed. I looked at on that. That's my relationship with Jordan Syed, but I, I kind of agree with you where he is you know how he appears on his page like in the conversation that i had is like i i didn't feel like i was talking to a different person yeah um it comes and i think like that has really benefited his own success and like why he's gotten so successful is that like he really is not trying to play like okay what is the fitness narrative now like what gets the most it really is just like you know this is what i believe this is like i researched and like and he's you know not the stereotypical trainer as well like when you look at him I think it's one of those things that's like it's he's not like the classic look necessarily or like the conversation yeah, he's five four. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah wait sorry <laughs> he's five foot four yeah. yeah he's five foot four he's like and like and this is, we're all like like if you ever listen to this like we're not bashing him like this is like he's open about this kind of stuff um but yeah and I think it's cool that like to have someone of that caliber to be part of your journey so early I think like that's really awesome and like listen i'm definitely going to listen to that episode when it comes out Mm -hmm. uh, because i want to see how that goes um and like he sorry to interrupt but like still um if i ask him a question on skype he'll reply to me and he'll like answer and then if sometimes if i dm him he'll still reply to me sometimes he'll comment on my page and um when you were talking about him being genuine, he posts like his personality on Instagram, like it comes through. He does like his wigs um, with all these different characters. And then he made, he made this post like a couple months ago about this story of him, like just smoking weed in high school with his friend. And he just shares like everything because he's just um, so genuine. And I think that's why people like him. Yeah. He really, he really is an open book that way. And he really comes across as like, like, 
like true authentic. I think for the people who feel like they have to be a certain way or look a certain way uh, in the industry, I think like he's one of the, like, you can't say like, oh, I need to be a certain look. I'm like, listen, man, like Jordan Syatt's five, four bald. Like he's not like, he's not that look. And no one can look at his career and be like, you know, he's not, he hasn't made it yet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's not the, um, so I, I, I think, and it's really cool that you've had someone influence you that, that early in your career, which is it, truly, it's amazing. Um, where would you like your career to go? I know that it's like early and I know like you're still learning. You're super active on social media. Um, I have to give you a ton of credit for that. But what would you, you know, not like not to be your parents, but like, what, what would you, you know, in five years, like, what would you like to see this go? So this is like something that I've been thinking about a lot because I've had so many different ideas of what I want my career to be. Um, but I've been thinking about it more for like the last couple of months and especially since I've been interning. And I think I want to either be a registered dietitian or I want to be like a strength and conditioning coach. Um, just for either athletes or general population, because I haven't worked with that many people yet. And so I don't know which one I like better. Um, right now I'm just trying to help like whoever reaches out to me and whoever I can. Um, but I think that as I keep interning and getting experience, I'll decide I'll have a better idea of which one, but I do know that I want to be in the fitness industry because I spent all my time researching it and spent all my time like talking about it, putting out content, helping people. So that's what, that's what I know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think like, that's totally fair. Like if you haven't experienced that yet, um, for me working with the athletic population almost convinced me that I don't want to work with athletes. Like that was like, I think it, the value of that experience was that it confirmed that that's not who I wanted to work with. Um, and I think like, that's awesome that you're open to the idea. Um, and I guess what was interesting is like when you first started social media on your fitness page, you know, were you excited to start? Was it something that you were very nervous about or were you just like, oh my God, this exists. I have to put out content. So I was like, I did not, I'd waited a while to put it out. Um, I, like I would post, I had like maybe two accounts before and I would post for like a week and then I would just quit. But when I was listening to like all these people saying it's so important and it pays off, I was like, okay, I need to start doing this. And I was excited to do it. But when I first started, I was also kind of like, I was nervous about what other people would think, but I was also like, I didn't know what to post or what kind of content to put out. And I didn't know like, how to make it and I had to learn that and I knew like I would get better at it eventually but oh my gosh like I'm not even I'm not I'm definitely not an expert in it but I do know more about it now than I did then just from taking data like which of my posts do well which of my posts resonate with people and I've learned from that but yeah I was a little bit nervous but I was also excited to do it because I wanted to be able to reach more people and I wanted to have the benefits of it. Yeah, I think I think you have a really good advice there, which is the way that you know if you like it is that you do it and you try and you you know I think one of the people is like, well, what if my content's not good? And kind of, kind of the the way that I've expressed my own views on that is like, listen, my first I want to say two hundred posts were like pretty subpar. Like that is like one of the like looking back at my like older content, I'm like I can't believe I posted this. Like it was one of the things that it was like 
it's a learning experience and you get better at it. And the more you try it, the better you get like kind of with any skill set, to be honest, like the way that you get better at something is that you try it. And over time, you just become better at it. Yeah. What are the most common, I think, lifting mistakes you see people make either in terms of like the form or maybe in terms of programming, like what's for, for, for beginners who want to start good, what's the, okay. I top, have let's say like, top three. yeah, I have so many, I have like a couple of notes on this. So number one, I was listening to your podcast on this today is that like women think that they need spe- specific exercises for them and like men have men exercises and there's women exercises and it's not true because um i mean we have the same anatomy we have the same muscles and bones and we have you know i mean we might have different goals but like there's still foundational exercises that you can do regardless of your sex like it's not i mean i think that coaches don't really think of someone as like oh this person is a woman so i'm going to program based on that they think what's this person goals? What's this person's history, their equipment, all of this stuff. Not I think like, let's, I want to rephrase that. There's not the good coaches don't base it off. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, definitely. Like I, like I have heard, I don't want to like the coaches that are as like, I, I, good coaches are not like, okay, well, these are the female exercises and these yeah. are the male exercises. Um, but yeah, not, not to interrupt you, but like, absolutely. <laughs> I think there's, there's no, like, you know, like, women can bench press men can hip thrust like there really isn't like it's it's not like oh how will our bodies handle this like it really does not work that way so sorry go on absolutely so that's the first one the second one about women specifically is like they always think that they underestimate how much they can lift or how much that they can get up to like there's so many women who just stick to like five or 10 pounds and they think like they can't go any heavier and they're like afraid of it. But, you know, obviously you have to be responsible about it and like don't do horrible form, but you can definitely lift a lot more than that. Um, It's like a slow process, but you definitely have more potential than you think you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think like that, I see that and I see that all the time is that like women are worried, like they're worried one day that they'll never be able to lift a hundred pounds and they do that in like five yeah. weeks and then it's yeah. like, okay, now what do you want to work on? And I think yeah. like that's the, um, so yeah, I couldn't agree more. What's your, uh, what's your third one? Okay. So this is, um, <clears throat> this is a big one with women specifically. And I honestly used to like fall into this is like this obsession with like circuit training and like everything you have to keep your heart rate up you have to like do 12 exercises and just like add in jumping in between and all this stuff and I mean that is like a good cardio workout but if you're trying to like build muscle or get strong like that's not going to help you because you're just um, your heart rate's up and you're not able to rest enough to be able to lift to see those results so you do need to you have to take rest in between sets you have to slow down you have to um rest enough so that you can perform um to your potential yeah absolutely can you explain to people the benefits of rest because i think like when i like i think the conversation that we we see this all the time that i feel like fitness has like a very diehard fit hustle culture mm-hmm. where it's like if you're not training it means you're detraining mm-hmm. and i think can you explain to people like the value of actually having rest and days off and like not having to like always have your heart rate up to like 160, 170? Like, can yeah. you let, like what, what's the benefit? 
Okay, so rest in between sets means that you can actually lift more and you can actually lift enough to stimulate you know, strength and to get strong, because if you have your heart rate up all the time, you have, you by default have to be lifting less because your heart rate's up and you're tired. So resting in between allows you to perform and also probably decreased risk of injury because like, if you're just jumping around and doing all this stuff and then trying to lift, I feel like that's a higher risk of injury than if you were resting in between. And then rest days, rest days is when your muscles actually recover. It's like you break down your muscles in the gym and rest is what makes them stronger or what builds them back up. And so that you can continue lifting and progressing. And it also means it's also decreased, decreased risk of injury. And it also means that you can actually perform better in the gym, because if you don't take any rest days, your body's going to be so fatigued. Your muscles will be so fatigued that you can't actually lift enough. Um, or lift as much as you could. Yeah, absolutely. I, and like, this is like one of the things that I've been trying to um, elaborate on, on the podcast and also on my social media is that like rest does make you stronger. Like really how it works is that training, training's the signal and resting is when you adapt and get stronger. So when you see mm-hmm. like, like, like you were saying, like, you're just going to be fatigued. So no, I think that's really, really good advice and something I wish I knew at 14, but did not. <laughs> and uh, ended up making a lot of poor training decisions at like a younger age. So like, good for you. That's really what I'm trying to say here. Um, That's like the overarching theme of this podcast episode is that you're doing a great job so far Uh, and and you're, and you're learning from like really good sources. And I think that's, that's um, again, like when I hear like a 14 year old made a fitness account, like the first thing that comes to mind is like, this is going to be a train wreck. Like that's like the first thing that comes to mind. And then like, I look at the content, I'm like, no, this is like really solid information. Like this is stuff I've talked about. So no, I just want to like give you a ton of credit. And then like, I'm really excited to see where your career goes. Um, I don't know if it'll be in the journey of Jordan Syed or if you'll, you'll tread your own journey, but uh, I'm sure you're going to figure it out where, what's the best place to find you? Cause you're on like a bunch of social media as well. So I have an Instagram. It's just Natalie Smith fitness. That's also my TikTok. That's also my YouTube. That's also my podcast. Everything is just Natalie Smith Fitness. So yeah. Keeps it, yeah. I mean, like keeps things simple. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what would be like one takeaway that you would want people to, you know, if you had like you could only give one piece of fitness advice? And I know you got a list there. So like if we had to narrow it down, say, to one piece, what would um, you say to people? Okay, I have two. Um okay. <laughs> so first of all, um be patient. And this is like way easier said than done, but everything that you have, like every single goal takes time, just like everything in life takes time. It's the same with your training and you can't expect like super fast results because you're just going to be disappointed and that's not realistic. Um, And then also like follow a program or do something at least that has structure instead of just doing like a random workout or a random exercise every single time, or like just doing like an Instagram swipe workout every time. So yeah. Have something a little bit more structured. Is yes. that kind of the idea? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, that's really great to end on. Um, genuinely very happy you came onto the podcast. I'm really excited to see where your career goes. This is just the beginning. Um, but thanks everybody for listening. This has been Marky Mark and the fitness bunch. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.
Thanks again for listening to this episode. If you find the podcast beneficial, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash markymark and the fitness bunch. It really does go a long way and helps us to put out more podcast episodes as well as bringing on more guests and just making sure that the podcast keeps helping you in your fitness journey. Again, that's patreon.com slash markymark and the fitness bunch. But otherwise, thanks again for listening to the episode and see you soon.